It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Now with that. We got to get him back on, too. Um, I know that we're we're supposed to move on to other things right now and talk about Jed Wills, Uh, but I guess this can go hand-in-hand because Jed's our number 14 in our 32 and 32. But the backup, I I don't know where we are at running back. Um, I I didn't see a whole lot last night that – John Kelly, any, any no. clarity? Nope, I'm out on John Kelly. I'm out. Are you? I'm out. He got stuffed at the goal line. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't. Against last week, he fumbled on the goal line this week. Yeah, it wasn't good. He had a couple nice carries. But I think he had eight carries for twenty yards. It, it was. It was very. It was to me. It yeah. was very pedestrian. He looked yeah. like a guy. So is the third running back not on this roster right now? I, I thought Felton hadn't played well either. No, I, thought, I don't I, either. Nobody hey, is it the me, guy they signed, Jordan Wilkins? I don't know. I mean, he didn't get enough work. I thought they'd get a I little bit more work yesterday. Might as well use him, You right? know what I will say this, though? When he came in and I was just watching him, he looks like a pro. Yeah. It, uh, he's, he's, he's 28. Yeah, he's, he looks like, that. okay, if he's our guy, I'm okay with him. Yeah. yeah. These other two, Kelly looked like a dude off Madden with no, with no spat. You don't even give him no, no special equipment. You don't give him <laughs> a visor. He don't get gloves. He, Cre- got, the, he got the old school uh, gas no finger tape Cape on. <laughs> elbow pads. Who wear elbow pads? Bro, nobody wear no elbow pads. I think no the more. Browns backup running back is playing for the Jets right now. You look at the Jets running back Carter. room, right? And you got a couple guys who's been in the NFL between one and three years that right. haven't had opportunities. A guy like Todd Johnson, uh, not Bryce Hall, but Brees Hall. He's yes. another one. So well, they, Michael Carter. They ain't trading Brees Hall. That's no, not Brees Hall. Yeah, they I'm are very high on Brees Hall. Brees Hall yeah, may like, not Michael be Carter ready to go, though, it, right away. No, he's not going to play till week six. That's, so, what, that's what I signed out with. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, but no, the, po- the point I'm making that they're about five they're, running backs yeah, deep. Very yeah. you, you can go over there and try to see if you can get your they, tailback. They also have Zonovan Knight, which Z-O, it's Donovan with a Z. Right. Zonovan, great name. Who it had 100 different. yards in his one start last year. So, okay. another guy who could possibly play. Right. But I agree. I don't think the don't, third running back's on the roster. Yeah, right I don't, now. I don't, I, I just, Felton to me, is a, to me, looks like he's going to make the team as a special teams player. Uh, looks like they wanted him to Didn't return kicks. did he muff kicks. a punt, though, yesterday? I mean, he ended up getting it and, and, and returning it. For it wasn't pretty. Play. He, I think he fumbled yeah, but it originally. They, but they, I don't think they want DPJ to be returning. No, points. I don't think they do either. And we haven't seen Grant, so that means he's definitely well, not. What is the word on him? Why haven't we seen him? Well, that, that's why I want to ask the who's getting left out of the receiver room. I have no idea if Grant's already gone or if they're like, there's a you're couple, in a bubble wrap till you're in the season. There's a couple There's a couple. Couple dudes that's absent on milk boxes. Where, Harrison Bryant don't play no more? I don't even no, know where he's he is. He is in practice. He's, yeah, been he's not helping himself you know, uh, by not being able to get on the field. Yeah. He's, he's, so it looks like he's done. Grant looks like he's out of here. Um, Jordan Elliott. You know what we should do next Where are you week? At? We should we should try to establish the fifty three man roster and see how close we get to it. Yeah, that, that'd be before a good one. before all the cuts are Close done, yet. we should try to what is the roster? Like we know forty five of them probably it, they, yeah, are booked. Yeah, there's what probably anywhere from idea. five to seven, maybe as many as eight. I think I think uh, Diabate is going to make some. I, you know, initially he wasn't penned in as a guy that I thought was even going to make Ever. the team. I didn't even. I, well, they, the well, I kept hearing they, they like him. They like him. But they like him. Good size and yeah. moves well. And moves damn well we're, and can tackle. We're yeah. going to get to the defense, but I know yeah. we got we to do 32. Let's 32. do Jed Wills. 
Yeah. Is he uh, is he appropriately slotted at number 14? Before you guys get into that, I do have to give you all the variance on how we voted on this. So, you know, it was myself. Oh, yeah, you told us yesterday. Anthony and Earl, we voted. I had Jed Will 7th. Anthony had him 11th. Earl had him 28th. 21-spot difference was the biggest variance in wow. any single player I want to hear list. from Earl. Why does so that, low? Does that Why mean, so low? Does that mean he's not good or you just don't think – this he's wasn't important. the best player. This was the no, no, most important. It. The most it, it, important it goes player. Full circle to what me and you talked about yesterday, the expectations. Oh. I don't think he's that good. And so I don't have real expectations for him. Okay. That's I, I am of the mindset that somebody is going to take his spot sooner or later. Because, you know, Who, we're Dwan talking Jones? about all these different positions. We're talking about, you know, forget where somebody's drafted. You got to put the play, best players out there. We've talked that nauseum about how important this season is. I don't t- trust Jedrick Wills at all. I think he's a little lazy. I think he doesn't put forth like the effort. I think he looks lost out there on the football field sometimes. And I don't think he care as much as we care. And so for that, it's just like, you know, I'm, I've seen enough. Like we talk wow. about the K York thing. I've just seen enough. You've seen it. it. Okay. So it's interesting. And, and his logic Makes sense. If he doesn't think that he's going to be there, then he doesn't no. view him as important. No, the logic still makes no sense. So, you know I love you, man. You are my boy. Me and Earl, we, have some serious, we had a serious conversation this morning off air about real-life stuff. But in no world – Steve, give me a one-shot, please. <laughs> he's, he's taking in, over Bulls. In he's no Bulls world. Terry's taking over his persona. In no world, regardless of the caliber of player at left tackle, is the left tackle, the starting left tackle of a football team, the 28th most important player heading into the season. Now, wait a minute. What if, Ever! What if that player's going to be benched? And by week four, he's not even on the field. Okay. That's what Earl's saying is going to happen. Earl, you say he's, gonna, he's not going to be the starter. Week 10, he he's flat out said. I'm telling you, man, by the by, the, by week, we'll have a start, different starting left tackle. And it Put wouldn't that surprise on the list for me. worst takes of the year, Earl. No offense. Listen, That's it wouldn't surprise me. Zero percent chance to happen. Listen, JT. Austin Watkins could be wide receiver three. I guarantee you Callahan is working with Duan Jones right now on his left tackle technique as well as his right but tackle But you, you can't just switch. And Tyvis, I said, it's not as no, easy as switching right to left I'm not in five weeks. Easy. That's but like you, going from an in, innings eater in the bullpen to a front-of-the-rotation starter. I mean, that is a big – tell us about the difference in technique uh, between right tackle and left tackle. And before you go real, real quick, Earl, I'm with you. I don't love Jed Wills either. But 28th, your left tackle, I just, there's no world where a left, it's like when Bull was saying a special teams coach can't be more important than a starter, and I voted him over some starters. I just can't, left tackle, in my opinion, second, that's most, second most important position in football. That, that's cap. Steve, can I get a one shot? Hey, Jay, listen to me, man. Jay, Jay, listen to me. Don't, don't let him sit up here and gas you up. Me, we, we know what's up. This dude yeah. do not have it. See, I'm kind of in between you guys. No. I, it's like I said at the start of the show, before you cut Cade York, that's just 30% of the fix. The bigger piece is who's taking his place. That's why Jed Wills has to play. And That's why I he has to know. be more important. I don't know. Like, I, when I watch Jed Wills, 80% of the time, I don't see anything that's outstanding or anything that's terrible. 10% of the time, I see him make plays and I say, oh, that's why he was drafted where he was drafted. There's another 10% of the time where I say, does he even know that the Browns are on offense right now? Yeah, he looks lost. He's like a There top. are times where that happens. So what I need to know before I can firmly come down in one camp or the other, because I agree with you, if there was a better option, it would definitely, I, I think we've all seen enough that they would go with it.
But left tackles don't fall out of trees. Mm. Tell me the difference between right tackle technique and left tackle technique. Well, I just see, you know, can I get a shot? I, I just, I we're, don't just know. we're just calling for shots. Let me get you another one shot. shot. Yeah. Put, put on camera three. This, this is Jed Wills getting dog walked. There you go. Get away from me. What it was that look like? <laughs> Get away from me. Getting dog walk. Move out the way. You take that visor off. And, and by the it. way, number four was in the game at that point. Yes, and he got but hit. Is that Chase Young? Yes, that it is. is. Move okay, out of the way. In defense of Jed Wills here, he's going against Hercules. Uh, Chase Young didn't get his fifth-year option picked up, and he's playing like he's angry. And Jed Wills Jed did. Wills did, and he's playing like well, he's soft. Well, that's a fact. Look at that. See, I be trying to tell people about Jed. It's be like, yo, he's out there, and there's three to four plays where you don't notice it because there's some things covered up just like that. If that was Baker Mayfield or some other quarterback that wasn't a mobile, guess what? That's a sack. I don't – just the way we talk about York, I do not trust – on a third and five, Jed Wills lining up against a, pa- the, uh, a top-notch edge rusher and giving a good kick slot and giving us time to look downfield. So how hard is it to turn Dewan Jones into a left tackle? It, 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 it's, it's tough. You're talking blindside now. It, it's, Your it's, kick isn't to the right swing. It's it, a left swing. Yes, it's going to be you, done in five you, weeks. You, 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 have, you, you, have to have the, you have to have the different footwork. The kick slide is a little bit different. But the reason why I say he can do that is that man used to be able to dribble a basketball off the dribble and put it down and lay the ball up and move around. If you can play basketball, you can move to the left-hand side because you're an athlete. You, you look at Hubbard, Hudson. I always call him Hubbard. You look at Hudson. Hudson plays left and right. The reason why he can do that is because he's a former D lineman. He got the footwork, right? So if you're working with that and you take extra snaps, it's not that difficult to do if you are an athlete. And, and Dewan Jones is. For me, I just think they, they, the reason they gave him that was they, they, they will say, look, at least we're hedging our bet. At least we're not going to have anybody off the street doing it. Right. Yeah. Right. We, he's, he's better than a lot of guys that options well, other Hudson people have. Well, when Hudson has gone in there, We've seen a and huge yeah. drop-off. And, and Hudson gives up sacks because he's not as big, yeah. right? Because he don't have this size. He don't – like, if you looking at him, he's like – he's not a 330-pound mauler. How big was Walter Jones? Smaller. Was uh, he a lot smaller? Because I, when I watch him, I, I the, the guy that I think of is Walter Jones. I, you watch Jed Wilson think of Walter Jones? No, 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 Dewan. Dewan. Oh, oh. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was going to ask for a drug no, test I've never looked at Jed Wilson and said, <laughs> now there's a Hall of Fame lineman. No, 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 Dewan Jones is bigger than anybody. Dewan Jones. Well, I know he's bigger than anybody. He's bigger than done. Pace. He's, he's, he's 6'5", 320. Walter Jones, 6'5", 325. Okay, so they're they're in, they're on the same street. They're not only in the six, same. 6'8", 370 is different. It's different, yeah. No, it is. It's different, but when, I mean, that's a big human being still. Six five yeah. three twenty five. Well, one's that's one's big, one's giant. That's like me. Yeah, G's G six four three twenty. Yeah, that's me. Damn. I thought you was like six two. I thought I didn't know you were six no. five. When G stands up straight. Yeah. When he like fully straightens his, his knees. Neck is it, when my no, neck, when he fully straightens his knees. Like I'm like yeah. This is uh this is this is documented. Now I'm not that big, but when I'm going to look at Dewan Jones. You talk about six eight, like think about it. People always that's why I'll say hey, I'll you know, I'll tell LeBron to his face. No, LeBron is 
he will crush you like LeBron, a can. LeBron be way up here. Like, that's yeah. the difference between 6'5 yeah. and 6'8. I remember eight. the first time I stood next to LeBron, and I'd watched it's him absurd. play for a couple of absurd. years at that point. The first time I actually stood next to him, I thought, oh, my God. Like, basketball players. He damn near looks seven feet. feet. Giannis, I saw Giannis in person, like, courtside last year. Giannis yeah. is not a, like, if I'm a human, Giannis is not. And if Giannis is a human, I am Aliens. They're aliens. Like, yeah, like, it, they're different. It is. It really Earl, is I got funny. a question for you, Earl. Well, when you look at the tape of Dewan Jones, everybody, the first thing they say is, my God, that guy's huge. And, and he's standing next to huge men. Yeah. He, he, he's so strong. And his and his length, the length is his wingspan. It's like I don't, I can't, I can't express how how special of a trait that is to be able to kick slide and lock out on a man yeah. from here. Like he can not t- just a man, a superhuman. He Whoever can, he's blocking is a superhuman. He can touch Jay from here. He like, and then what do you do? Like this Stonewall, you can't. You're not running around him. You can't do that. If he gets a good, consistent kick slide and he gets his hands on you first, the play's over. Yeah, it's mostly about getting your feet in the right position. That's it. Because if you're beat with your feet, your hands can't make up for it. Because the only way you can do it by that point is to grab them. Grab them. So if your feet are moving and your hips are square and all of that is equal, and when Baldy did the breakdown of him, what? But he doesn't. I mean, he, he's a pretty strict guy with praise. Yes. He was jumping off the tape at Baldy. If you go back and watch the one-on-one matchups between Dewan Jones yesterday and Nolan, is it Nolan Smith of Philadelphia, yeah, the first yeah. round pick yeah. out of Georgia? Jones won some. Smith definitely won some. I think he gave up three pressures last he night. Gave it, he, it was, it was some uh, pressure that I'm thinking of specifically where yeah. he kind of dipped. He dipped. He got under. Yeah, yeah. But that was a really fun battle because that's – Nolan Smith's kind of the futuristic edge rusher. He ran the 4-3 in the 40. That's like he's, crazy. Yeah. He's the one that caught Anthony Schwartz in the reverse. And that's stupid. Anthony Schwartz supposed to have track speed. So he's an athletic freak. And you have Dewan Jones and his stature versus like the super, super size speed. That was a fun matchup. Go back and watch the one-on-ones. Earl, real quick. Do you think it's important for the Browns' success this season that Deshaun Watson remains upright? Hell yeah, I do. That he shouldn't be 28. And wait, are we getting a phone call? Steve, we getting a phone call? Do you hear that? Yeah, yeah we got something online. Yeah, who's on line one? It's got to be Bull. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's take it. Let's see who our guest is. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam the Bull. I'm not on the show today, unfortunately. It's uh, my son's day at school where we meet the teachers and all that uh, hoo-ha. Is that a word? Hoo-ha? Did I make that up? It's a Mike Lucas special. I wanted to chime in, though, because Jedrick Wills, um, G. Bush's favorite player, secretly, you don't all know this, but even though G. Bush rips him on a daily basis on the show, he is secretly his favorite player. (laughs) They play Parcheesi once a week. I didn't know this. I just found out about this recently. But apparently they're big Parcheesi players. This is I'm not making this up. I know it sounds like a goof, but this is 100% true. Now, <laughs> Jedrick Wills is uh, apparently number 14, and there was a large variance here. 
I was told that Mikey McNuggets had him seven, that Anthony had him 11, and that Earl had him 28th. So what I'm trying to figure out now is this list, I, I when, when I, I finally made my list, and I'll bring it in next week. I did it today. And I actually had Jedrick Wills number nine because I had to quali- uh, clear it up with Mike. I said, the list is not the 32 best players because we have coaches on there. It's the 32 most important pieces on the team. So how could the left tackle not be one of the most important pieces? Me putting him ninth, I thought, was a stretch just because I don't think he's that good that I pushed him down to nine. And even then I was like, "Ah, he's the left tackle. He's got to be more important than that. So I thought I was too low at ninth. For Earl, Earl, I love you, pal. You know that. But 28th? Earl believes that Bubba Ventrone, the special teams coach, is more important to the Browns than their starting left tackle? Not to mention, you know, like with the Jack Conklin situation, right? We got I got Jack Conklin lower. He's a right tackle. If Jack Conklin gets hurt or whatever, I think we feel pretty good about DeWan Jones maybe playing right tackle. Who would be their left tackle? When we've seen James Hudson, he's been absolutely awful. Listen, I know Jedrick Wills is not great, but I think we go over the top on our criticism for him because Joe Thomas was so great, and that's the one area on the field that we were used to greatness, and now we don't have it. Jedrick Wills can be a competent left tackle. He has been at times, but it doesn't matter how good he is. Left tackle is one of, if not the most important position besides quarterback on a team. So there's no way you can have the starting left tackle that low unless you had a clear, possible good option to replace him, which clearly the Browns do not. Jack Conklin can't play left tackle. DeWan Jones is not playing left tackle. They haven't even worked him at left tackle. He's a right tackle. James Hudson, terrible when we've seen him there. Uh, Earl, I love you, buddy, but uh, man, you are lost in the soup. And, folks, if you want to get involved in the Parcheesi finals with uh, G. Bush and Jedrick Wills, uh, call Jay. I'll, I'll uh, tweet out his uh, home phone number later. Yeah, let's not do so, that. Uh, Jay is the agent for the two guys, and he will uh, set up those, those games. Guys, have a great rest of the day. Everybody listen to my podcast today. Kyle Brandt made some asinine comments on the NFL Network about covering Deshaun Watson. It's so hard to cover the Browns. It's so hard. Yeah, he was waxing poetic about Ben Roethlisberger at the end of his career. Was it so hard to cover the Steelers? Is it hard to cover the Bengals? Joe Mixon's done some shady stuff. Give me a break. Don't be a phony, Kyle Brandt. I expect better. I like you. Uh, That's it. I'll see you guys all on Monday. Hasta mañana. (laughs) Steve, can I get a one shot? (laughs) This man... Just really sat up here and said that sometimes we we are too critical and overanalyze because Joe Thomas played left tackle, but yet because Miles Straw can't hit home runs, you act like he's not a professional. You act like he's not a stellar defensive player. You talk about over criticizing a player, boy. You are so lost in the sub sandwich right now. It don't make any <laughs> sense at all, man. I, I expect better out of you. Bad take, bull. And I like him, Bill. <laughs> Serious question, though. And, and, and I, maybe this is far-fetched Friday because we're all jumping out the gym with stuff. <clears throat> Shoot. Batonio is an all-pro guard. Yeah. Right? Batonio was also a damn good left tackle in college. 
Now we've seen situations to where he's had to kick out and play left tackle due to injury or other situations. And he held his own every single time. Yeah. I know it's crazy. I know he's a veteran, but if you got some guys in the interior that can play left or right guard that can step in and give you quality snaps, then I'm all for moving Joe Batonio outside and getting rid of Jedrick Wills. I do not trust Jed Wills at all. We talk about ad nauseum. Deshaun Watson, you got to do this this year. Deshaun Watson, it has to be this, that, and the third. If Deshaun Watson is on the ground every other play, then it won't matter at all. Yeah, I think that the rub here is that uh, I believe – you had him where? Seven? Seven. I believe the mistake that you and Bull made in rating him that high is that you're rating the position. Yeah. And that when Bull was making his case, yeah. he was like, the left tackle can't be number. He can if he's not going to, if, if in Bull, if, if in, and this is your opinion, and I'm going to, I respect it. If you don't think he's going to be in the starting lineup, guess what? He's not in the top 25. Yeah. Well, in that case, then Earl should have put James Hudson 27. I don't care about that. I'm not talking about James Hudson right now. I'm just talking about Jed Wills. If if and he clearly does think that this is going to happen. If Earl thinks that he's so bad he's going to lose his starting position, how can he put him in the top 22? I mean that that's fair. There just has to be a starting left tackle somewhere in the top list then. But, now, but uh, the point made that was good that I have to point out it's what we started the show with. Okay? Cade York's not the guy. Who is? Before you pull that trigger, you have to know who is the guy, and you have to have them. That's why I always hate when teams fire coaches or managers, Who's the and then they said we're going to open a search. Well, that's have, putting the cart before have, the horse. Have some be re- have some ready. You've got to have your next move in your pocket before you make that move. And, and, let's be, and I don't know who that guy's going to be to replace and, him. And let's be clear, you know, I can't say that, well, you can't try somebody out of that position because Jed Wills is a top 10 pick that they tried out. He was a right tackle at Alabama. It's true. So they moved, they moved him, him. Yeah. started him week year one, and it has not been, like it's not like, you know, look at Tristan Wirfs. He came in, same draft class as him. And he came in out of Iowa, did his thing, and it's, it's, it's a wrap. I wish they would have opened camp by saying, we're going to try, we're going to look at, at Dewan Jones at left tackle. I wish I, they would have done that. I, I, so I, we could have seen some game reps to see how he handles it. Because, I mean, clearly, Jed Wills made the switch from right to left. And it can be done. We know other guys have done it. I want to see, I want to see, look, I, what I really want to see, I want to see Dewan Jones at all the positions except for center. You want to see him at guard, too? I want to see him. I want him to what be a... What would that look like? A massive, massive giant in Isn't the middle? Isn't he too big? Like, you got to find... Your running back has to have a hole to run in. Yeah. I, I mean, I want to see it. Because what I want to be able to do is say, he's my swing guy. If, if I, somebody goes down in the middle, so who can my, play that? He's my 5A. Yeah, 5A. Look, I could put him at left, right. It'd be, and I would like to see them play him against the uh, against the Chiefs. At multiple positions. Put him at left tackle and see what he does. Right. Move him around a little bit because that guy is too big, too massive, too agile to be hanging out, not playing. He's already, goal line, he's a tight end. He's already he, on the tight end. He's already the tight end in my goal line. He's already the, and that, the, I think the that's, massive I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I hope we see that. Yeah, yeah. I, he's already. All right, so a lot of discrepancy between uh, Jed Wills and his rank. Uh, as high as seven, as low as 29. 
28. Um, 28, and he comes in at number 14 on our list. If you want to tell us in the chat where you think he is, uh, go ahead and, and have at it. Uh, I, I think, I, I haven't even weighed in on it, but I think it's 14's a little high for me. You think it's high? I think it's a little high. Do you Again, I'm not rating the position. I'm rating the player that plays the position. It, I, you guys know, I've made no secret. Left tackle is the second most important position on the football team. So I'm shocked that you're going so low. No, 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 but I'm, I'm, I'm marrying say it was. in that the skill set of the player and what I expect of that player. I'm with Jay on I, this. It's not about the position. It's, it's about who's playing but if, the position. Yeah, if, if the it was Browns, just about the position, then we, we could just, the, the exercise Quarterback, left tackle, rate corner. the most important that position on rushing. a football field. Well, but there they would be. I, I'll give you why I had him so high, and then we can move on. I know we got to talk about D. Why you were so high? He may have been so high when he rated him so high. Yeah, never actually smoked. I haven't either. Never, never smoked. So I don't know what never that feels like. But, uh, yes, I think left tackle is the second most important position in football. So he is automatically, inherently, there is a position boost <sighs> in this. G. Bush does not buy that. <sighs> Do you think defensive end? Yeah. A lot of people okay, say. So, so two or three. I've talked to GMs that say this. Quarterback and the guys that chase the quarterback are the one and two positions. I've also talked to boy, Dungey said it's quarterback and corner. Yeah, I know. And I, well, because look at the defense that he ran. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's easy. So that kind of makes sense. However, I've also talked to GMs that say, no, it's the quarterback and the left tackle. So it's two or three. Because without the great left tackle, you could be without the great quarterback. And, and the reason I have him so high is I think if Deshaun Watson, as Earl said, if he's running for his life, it doesn't matter what happens. You look at the Giants Patriots Super Bowl 2007, 16-0 Patriots, best offense we'd ever seen. Strahan, Human Yor, Justin Tuck were in his pocket every play. It doesn't, Moved him off his point. It doesn't matter how good your offensive weapons are, how good your quarterback is. If your quarterback doesn't have time, it doesn't matter. Go back two years ago, Buccaneers, Chiefs Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, best player in the league. Buccaneers were in his face every time. However, if Deshaun Watson's not – if he does not have the time he needs to be successful – a lot of that pressure will be coming from the left side. That's why the list is most important players. Jed Willis, in my opinion, is way more important to their success, despite the fact I don't think he's great. He right. has to play well for them to be good. But, but the thing of it that is, in, in your scenario, you, when you talk about the Giants, you talked about a unit, okay, and what a great defensive line unit can do to a quarterback, particularly ones that like to throw from a point, from, you know, from the pocket. Yeah. The difference here is the Browns have a Hall of Fame player at that position mm-hmm. and he hasn't made a difference for us yeah. Yeah. because the unit hasn't been great and they that, that, that's going to change this year now now we'll here's, find out here's the here's why i devalue left tackle a little bit now what i could nowadays what i can do is if you got joe Ta- Ta- thomas on the left hand side who cares I'll just run my pass right. rusher to the right yeah, side that's right and you're going to get worn out all game and joe thomas is going to be like we, you can scheme around, and, let, and you can scheme around a really good tackle. That's why you know when you talk about who's your best players, and the Browns' best players are, are a kicker, uh, the left tackle, and a special teams returner. Those can't be your best players because you see what happened. They 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 won no games in one right. game with the best guys in the league. The only reason that the defense, like you can't scheme around a good left tackle. The only reason I place such a high priority on it is. He's got the quarterback's blind, the blind side. side. That's it. Yeah. Even Tom Brady, who has mastered the art of ducking when, a, when an approaching lineman was coming to take his head off, you can avoid a straight-on clean hit. You can't from the back because you don't know he's there. Yeah. So he has to be a ter- – he's got to be like a brick wall. 
the, and the better the left tackle, the quarterback's confidence starts to go up because he's not peaking this way. That's, he's yeah. not worried there about getting his Thank head you. snapped off his body. Yeah. So he can stand there and say, I just have to worry about pressure from the front and the middle. I don't have to worry about pressure from the back. So, I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. Earl, you got to read, and then we're uh, moving on. DTR, yeah, I got to read. D. You, you got to pause. D. <laughs> he surpassed. As always, man, oh. make sure you subscribe to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We did a thing this last week, man. We recorded the Behind the Glass uh, podcast in studio. A lot of positive feedback. They liked the in-studio look. They didn't like the fact that we were not live. So, maybe if we can... Uh, hmm figure out a way that we can, you know, we can get uh, Steven here on a, on a Wednesday night. We could probably go live. So you guys studio. post the whole show? You edit the whole show? There's yeah. no cuts. It's just a Oh, it's straight, just a three shot. Just, straight, a, just three that, shot, yeah. you know, we do it like the regular show, take oh. some social clips from it. But Got it. we're having a long, t- uh, fun time with that, man. We're uh, looking at growing it. And so we appreciate all the fan support. Again, subscribe to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Now you got two shows that you can – that you can look forward to on our network, man. I'm pretty sure we'll be adding some more pretty soon. I think so. So with that, <clears throat> Dorian Thompson Robinson was impressive yet again. Yep. Uh, the rookie continues to ball out in preseason. Did he do enough yesterday to solidify himself as QB two, or no matter uh, what he does in the preseason, will he be QB three this year? First of all, when you say DTR, you gotta. It has to be pauses. My bad. Let's do it. D. T. T. Aura. Oh. It's aura. See, you got the aura with like that country, that country long aura. It's just aura. 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 You know what I'm saying? Like there's an aura around. around right. He just got it. You know what I'm saying? And, and we love his aura. We love his play. He looked crisp again yesterday. Um, I thought he was making some plays, did his thing. They loved him in the league. You, you, you talk around the league, they'd be like, ooh, that 17 is better than four. Listen, you got to say it. Listen. Don't pump your brakes on that one. However, I will say he played very well. And if it was just on face value, he'd be in a cold competition with Josh Dobbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's not how it works at quarterback. Yeah. See, there's levels to this thing. If you guys don't know that by now, quarterback positions and kicking positions are very political. Those are positions where you don't just be messing around with stuff like they put Josh Dobbs on ice just because they know what he did last year. He's been around that counts for something as a quarterback. Like there's other things that you can't really throw in. You can never compare a quarterback to the rest of the people because on just face value, the quarterback is he knows. All right. How much he can absorb a play? Will he put us in the right position? They know more about Josh Dobbs and where he will and won't throw the football in, in cases yeah. of emergency. Although he has made a bad throw this year. Well, he has. He but, had a pick. But they like his track record. Mm-hmm. People love a good track record, right? Look, you know what? It's, it's like being an anchor. If you, if you have a, a rookie anchor right out of college, right? What if the teleprompter go down? Better start adding. <laughs> Look, I've yeah. seen it happen. Right, that teleprompter, it ain't, it ain't pretty. But see, so you want to go with the the, the rookie? I like Boom goes the dynamite. There it is. Great that one trip. of the greatest of all time. <laughs> or you want to go with a veteran that can ad lib, get us right into that next block like it's nothing. You didn't right. even know that teleprompter went down. He may not look as good as that young anchor. He may not have all that nice, pretty makeup on and all the good the ad, and the hair and the hair. The hair is a big part of it. 
But that veteran, the, the old Wiley veteran, will get you through that broadcast. And if you if you want a backup quarterback, all you want is if you out three games, give me a chance to go two one. Mm -hmm. If it's four games, we'll take a we'll take two and two. We you just can't be one and three in yeah. the middle of a playoff. Keep right. it afloat. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned politics, G, right there because I hate politics. I've told you all. I try to stay as far away, but. Quarterback position is political. Yes. And in my mind, DTR has now surpassed FDR as the greatest three-letter <laughs> acronym person in the history of Cleveland. DTR <laughs> over LBJ over FDR well, over, over LBJ, LBJ 2.0, so Lyndon B. Johnson. So he's the new deal. Or the LBJ new, LeBron James. He's the, well, he's better than LeBron and Lyndon B. He got the wow. new, new deal, Jay. Yeah. The new deal. <laughs> yeah, the DTR. Newest deal. The newest deal. The newest deal. <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, uh, in all seriousness, no, I don't think he'll surpass Josh Jobs as quarterback, too, because as G alluded to, we've seen him in preseason. He's yeah. looked very good. I think he's actually looked better than good. I think he's looked really, really good. He's made very, very few mistakes. But you know what you have in Josh Jobs and when the – Situation gets into a chaotic situation when you're starting quarterback. All you want is to keep the boat afloat until yes, Deshaun yeah. comes back. With that being said, two things about DTR did stand out to me last night. After John Kelly fumbled, Aditi came on the broadcast. And mm -hmm. shout out to Aditi for asking Deshaun Watson about the beanie, by First the way. question. First question. Why are you wearing a beanie? She's, got, she's on Tuesday. We will make she's sure we awesome. give her kudos for that. She had the report that he went over to John Kelly, consoled him, said, hey, it's going to be all right. Let's get him they next time. They had the time. video of it. it they had awesome. the video of it. And I'm not on side. I'm at a And M. I was on the sidelines, but that's a different situation than NFL sideline. Aditi made the point of saying that's very uncommon. Then Joe Thomas echoed it for a third string quarterback in a preseason game to a go rookie. over a third string rookie quarterback yeah. in a preseason game, making his first career start to show that kind of leadership. Yep. And as a quarterback, you want your guy to be a leader. Secondly, I understand he's not playing against starters, but you played high school football at a high level. Jay, you've covered sports for so long. When I was in Texas, you know, we covered some schools that had 53 kids. And every once in a while, there'd be a kid from that school that goes power five. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter if he was playing against absolute nobodies. You'd tell he was different. Mac McClung, when I was in Virginia, same way. Mac McClung played against a bunch of four-foot-three white kids that couldn't jump. It didn't matter because he was that much better. Yeah. Dorian Thompson-Robinson looks like he could play in the NFL based on all the traits he exuberates and uh, exhibits despite the fact he's playing against twos. I don't care. I think that translates to ones. I'm not ready to say he's better than Deshaun Watson by any means, but he looks like he belongs in an NFL quarterback room as a number two at and some point in his career. And he got a 15-yard penalty that was awesome. for knocking a fool out. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. He blocked somebody. He was like, hold on, hold on. I caught you slipping too. Let me give you some work too. Like, he, he's running out here blocking. Now, Deshaun Watson did say, hey, listen, that's cool this year. Yeah, don't but, be doing but that. Don't, that, ain't, that, ain't, that is, Baker will tell you. Do not run up trying to tackle people. That's not what we it, want y'all doing. It, look, look, if you're looking for the apex point of Baker's career, that was the play. That, don't yeah. tackle. I mean, don't remember, he was coming off a playoff victory and a yep. near. Yep. He, they, pu they pushed the Kansas City Chiefs to the brink, a team that's bookended what they did that year with a couple of Super Bowl wins. That block. Yep. That was the beginning of the that, end. That, that was a spiral. So if, if if anybody knows the cautionary tale, it's Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. And I hope he, he had a real firm conversation with the young man about how that might be really cool against Utah State when you were at UCLA. <laughs> yeah. That is not going to fly Can't in the NFL. Especially, especially, I listen, I've been spooked. Last year changed my way, I think, about the quarterback position because, look, I, I just watched the 49ers 
melt their. I watched. I watched Nick Bosa out there, and Warner and all those guys have no chance. And they, and they were all time great defense. And they they were out there playing their tails off. And and at that point, when when you got per, you got Purdy goes down, and then I think was it Josh Johnson goes Josh down, Johnson and then then you got McCaffrey and Kittle taking direct snaps, and then Purdy couldn't throw, uh, he couldn't lift his arm over his shoulder. They're just running the ball out there, and it's just like, bro, you got to have quarterback. So now he will be uh, he will be on the roster. He'll be under that new protection of the third, the broken glass type deal. Right. They put a quarterback on ice. Break like, glass in case of emergency. Right, like you could put him I, in. I think you guys absolutely nailed it. There's really no debate here. The question, though, was interesting. Did he do enough to be QB2? Yeah. I think he did yeah. on the field. He, yeah. He absolutely, and it's not really, it's really, it's not debatable. When you look at his play, and then even separate from his numbers, when you just watch him play, and then you look at his numbers, you're like, oh, yeah, if you put a piece of tape over the last name on the jersey and change the numbers, yeah. well, yeah, you're going, if Dobbs was wearing Robinson's jersey, you're still going to come to the same conclusion. But it's political, and that's not how these decisions are made. And I'm actually going to support that in this instance. Yeah. You want your NFL backup quarterback. You talk about some some GMs will tell you, in the top five of important positions yeah. is the backup quarterback. Yep. Because we all agree one thing can happen this year, and the season is toast. Deshaun Watson goes down. It's a wrap. Don't say Just don't say that loud. We saw it last year. Yeah. Don't we say saw it loud. last year, and every, every team that is at the top of the pecking order, Kansas City, Buffalo, mm. Mm. they're all one snap away from watching their Super Bowl dream Drift and, away. And generally speaking, a quarterback usually has one major injury in his career. Tom Brady had his with the ACL. Right. Uh, Dan, Dan Marino, Marino had the Achilles. Yeah, had the Achilles. Uh, Brett Favre was wildly lucky. Yeah, he was. And he durable. Was, yeah, he was. He broke real, the record for the most oops, for the most consecutive game. Steve, Steve Young had the concussion. Peyton yep, Manning a lot had of the concussion. Yeah, so they usually get one. So it's all about when you get them. And, and so you look at last year. Josh Dobbs arguably was DTR last year because he played better and more than Jacoby Brissett. Right. However, what did they say? Jacoby's Jacoby got, Brissett, the he got the experience. He's been there and done that. And it, it paid dividends because Jacoby got him seven seven wins. I think they went out and got Dobbs for two, three reasons. One, he was familiar. Mm-hmm. Two, they saw what can happen with a backup quarterback, how your season can come unraveled. Yeah. So they wanted somebody that was familiar, that also had played well. But the most important thing to me was, and the reason Dobbs is back here, is because of what happened in Tennessee. When Tannehill is out and their season is in the balance, they bring in Dobbs, who played incredibly well. well. They did not lose those games because of him. Yeah. He played well enough to, to put the Titans in position to make the playoffs. He scored 27 points against the Cowboys. They just gave it 41. That's right. That's not on Josh Dobbs. No, that it's is not. on a bad. You Titans score 27 defense. points in the NFL, you should have a yeah. W next to The next game wasn't score. nearly as good, but that first one was. Right. The Jaguars game now. Was good, I, I'll, this is how I'll say it. If Dobbs comes in, should there be an emergency situation and plays poorly for two games? So if there's a situation where. Watson's going to be on the shelf for four or six mm-hmm. or whatever. I think he's got a two-game leash yep. to do what we need him to do. Yeah. And if we don't see it, at that point, 
the season's slipping away anyhow. Yeah, you got to make a move. And here's the thing with guys, I feel so bad for young quarterbacks that go to, that go to teams that already have a good starting established quarterback. As much as I hate throwing the quarterback to the Wolves, if the year plays out the way the Browns plan on it, two years from, or next year, in year two, he's in the same spot. Well, we've never seen him do it, so we don't know if he can be the backup. Right. At some point, you got to put the guy in the game and kick the tires. Yeah, so at some point, you hope, and then if he plays really, really well. Then he's the number two. And then it's the number two, and then you can say, well, listen, has he transcended to that position where... Is he a Jordan? Is he a waiting in the wings guy? Is he because that's the that's a very hard thing to do to transition from a guy who has no tape, who we like his talent, we drafted him, but is he? What do we have in him? Is he worth a draft pick? Do we, we should we trade him if he gets up to a number two pick, or is he the quarterback in waiting? Like Deshaun Watson's young enough that we shouldn't have any thoughts of having a quarterback in waiting in Cleveland. I mean, he's 27 years old. There it is. If everything works out, we shouldn't. He should be playing here for 12 to 15 years. But you always got to have a backup. If DTR plays this year, by as as much fun as we've had watching and talking about DTR for the last three weeks, if DTR sees the field in the regular season, it's a bad thing. It is a catastrophe. It is a cat. I mean, Deshaun Watson's been hurt. I mean, Josh Dobbs is. Inconsistent, inconsistent, not and well. not playing well, and that yeah. means we are in a serious heap of trouble. I will go so, so far as to say it's a catastrophe, but I'll, I'll just say it's not good. No, if he sees the field, yeah, I, you know, if he has to come in in a situation where Watson gets hurt, and maybe for a couple of series or whatever, Dobbs can't go, uh, you know, that that's okay. That happens. Third string quarterbacks, you know, they see the field. We look what happened in San Francisco last year. If he plays extended minutes, if if he he's playing games and starting games, you're right. The, the This thing got sideways somewhere, somehow, whether it was injury or otherwise, and it's not a good thing. But don't you, I, but I do think that we haven't even talked about the defense yet, but I do think if there was any a season where they could absorb four games, it's, it's with this, this roster. Yeah. They have a good offensive yeah. line. Yeah. They have a superstar There's running room back. For error. There's solid receivers that are going to catch the ball for you, and it looks like they have a defense that's going to shut people down. Sure. So at least you could, you could at this point, you could trade water. You just described the San Francisco 49ers season last year. Yep. Yeah. If, if someone would have told any 49ers fan last year, Brock Purdy's going to be your guy. They, they had laughed you out. He of was the, Mr. Irrelevant. They had laughed you off. The I mean, DTR was a five-year starter right. at a Pac-12 traditional for, for power. An NFL coach who runs an offense that is intricate and Very translates intricate. right to the exactly. NFL. So, like, I, I would have a much higher degree of comfort with DTR than Niners fans last year oh, yeah. would have had with Brock oh, Purdy. Oh yeah. Most most Niners fans are like, well, that's it. Our season's over. Out of here. And it wasn't over. In fact, Mr. Irrelevant became Mr. Relevant. And then when he got knocked out, their season was over, which is the irony. All right, we have breaking news, I'm told, from Earl before we move on to our next topic. Yeah, breaking news in the NFL, according to Adam Schefter. Let me get into it right now. Former Cleveland Browns, Jadavian Clowney, has agreed to sign with the Baltimore Ravens. So it looked like we're going to be seeing a couple guys who used to wear orange and brown. Uh, this upcoming season now wearing purple and black. So Jadavian Clowney to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, yeah, that's that on that. And I don't love that. I don't love that. I don't either. I, I don't either. It's just because something. what's, you know, the, 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 there's a saying in life, you know this saying well. Yeah, yeah. It's something along the ways of um, 
hell hath no fury like a woman scorn. Yeah, I lived that. Um, <laughs> he's obviously not a woman, and I'm not saying that he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Jadavion, yeah. don't take this personally. Don't run up on me. But he's been scorned. Yeah, yeah he's... Okay, he, he got is. run up out of here in a very embarrassing way. And he... And, and he, how would he... What's the number one on his wish list? Can, oh, let me see if I can get to Deshaun Watson and do some damage. Yeah. Hey, he, and that's scary. So there's... there's Listen, that, wow. is, a, that is a game... Where this is now turned. This is a two games. this is two games where you got wow. OBJ who who was run up out of here. You got Watson versus Lamar. It's the ex wives club. David Clowney ran up out of here, and it's it's Harbaugh who who said a lot of different stuff about Deshaun Watson and how to yeah he wouldn't be in our organization doing all that. We ain't giving up no money for that. It's, this is turning out to be a very, very contentious little couple of games here. And it just goes to show you that it AFC always was North, before, but it now was, it takes now it to another crazy. level. AFC North is the most competitive division. In the- so, I said that up. yesterday, and I stand by it. It's week Big four, nuggets. Right? What, yeah. what was you saying about Jedrick, Jet Wills again? Oh, okay. <laughs> this make him, this make him more or less important. <laughs> it makes <laughs> the left tackle more important. Bump him up the list. He's not I don't know if it makes Jet Wills more important. But it Did you see me and Jay's initial reaction? It was like, come on, man. I know. Damn, when really? When you said that, I'm like, oh, God, please tell me this is a joke. Now, I do want I was going to say he went to Kansas City. or nope, he went, that's you know, even worse. He's even coming in the here. AFC. No, it's not because we have to see him twice. We have to see this cat twice. And I'm telling you, and you know this as well as anyone, in baseball, there's a funny phenomenon that's always happened. Yep. When players get traded, for they, whatever reason, you can games. look at their line scores it, against the re- all the, the teams game. in the league, and their highest average of most production is always against the team that gave up on them. Always. Well, that was always. like when Sherman went from Richard Sherman yeah. from Seattle to San Francisco for yes. the year. He said, I wanted to play Seattle twice. I wanted yep. to throw them that they made a mistake and let me go. Right. On the flip side, and just to put everyone's nerves at ease a little bit, Jadavion Clowney was not good last season. So he may just be past well, the cliff, and I do agree with you. If You have to see him twice. Hopefully he's not. Saving all his energy for those two performances, but let's not pretend this is prime Jadavian Clowney they're bringing into Baltimore. No, I'm this not. is no, but on the back end. It's angry Jadavian Real quick, we, we got a reaction on this breaking news from Bull. <laughs> 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 uh, I wonder what Bull would, would have to say about this. Yo, he, he's, he's, he's yeah, trying, I can tell you what he'd have to say. He's crying for I'm Joe Burrow. About him. He's old. He sucks here. I, I mean, I, guys, guys, everybody calm down. Everybody calm down. Jadavian Clowney was terrible last year for the Cleveland Browns. He would not go in on first and second down, and you're worried about this guy? It doesn't matter. It's Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, if he plays like a top five quarterback, the Browns will be good. If they don't, the Browns will be terrible. This is what it is, G. You got it, brother. That's it. So, so we bowl. G bowl. I with like that, that tying that all together, um, you know, Aditi said on this show a couple Damn. weeks ago that she was looking for the Cleveland Browns defense to play with a certain attitude, with a certain style of play. And I understand it's preseason. I understand we have not seen a bulk of the starters. But is this Cleveland Browns defense legit? Can they carry this attitude yes. over? Yes. Yes. They just look different. Even it, the backups. Yeah. I, the I wanted, backups look different. I wanted to ask you specifically because you've watched – a lot of bend but don't break here in Cleveland. Even Seen with Marty Schottenheimer, they have never been aggressive like that. No, they it, have not. And it's it, – it, you can only imagine what it's going to be when the Jimmys and Joes change places, but the X's and O's stay the same. Uh, yeah. 
I love this defense with backups. Well, there I are like third it. stringers flashing in this defense. They fly. This Diabate guy, who I knew was on the roster, but only knew that he was from Utah and transferred to Utah from Florida. Yep. Now, all of a sudden, I'm looking at him like, who the hell is this guy? He's yes. on the tape. 43, you can't turn on the tape for more than two plays without he seeing him. He flashes on every play. He's everywhere. I couldn't take my eyes off of him yesterday. Do you know what was the biggest standout to me on defense yesterday, though? Or Ooh. the biggest takeaway? How bad Marcus Mariota is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, feel, I, I honestly got felt like... Yeah, now, I think we already knew that. But he now, was throwing some duck. Like, yeah. yeah. Marcus Mariota, he, he's, he, he has the temperament of a youth group leader. Like he, he does, he does the teen night at church. Like he's like teen night. They do really, yeah. they really do really, really yeah. friendly things like juice parties and stuff. It's just and cookies and just no holding hands because that's not godly. We just just look at each other. And that's not to take away from how the Browns defense played because the Browns defense did play very well yesterday. They're great, and they fly. They're aggressive. It is literally like watching two completely. You said about taking the names off the back of the quarterbacks jerseys. Yeah. If you put these guys in generic black and white uniforms, the guys we saw in the preseason game versus the Browns defense last year, oh. and for the most part, the, in theory, the same guys that were there. A lot there. of the same guys, but... It looks complete. You would have no idea that that's the same group of players. Yep. No idea. Our linebackers looked good yesterday. They moved. The defense... Shelby Harris, by the way, he gets off the ball fast. Yeah. This is going to be a problem. He gets up all fast. I, Scott, I wish we were at week best, one. I wish, best, I wish kickoff for week one was right now. Best, the best thing Aditi said, this is so crazy. Remember last year, I used to be going crazy about Joe Woods. And the reason why Miles Garrett is going to break the sack record this year and have more tackles for loss and his team is going to be fun to watch on defense wow, Twenty-three is, sacks. is because he says something. He says, Aditi said, why do you like playing in this? He says, I don't got no responsibilities. None. He said, I get to the quarterback. Now, now, now plays are happening organically where it's my instincts. Tell me go over there and do this. And I can't, I couldn't do that before under pe- certain people. Yeah. I, I had to do this and be a robot. And now, you could tell he was frustrated. Yeah, he was with the chains that were put on him by Joe Woods. And, and now when you just say guys, every play is a race and a sprint to the ball. Man, I got with that talent, you're gonna start to see his get off, his quickness, his agility, the power. These guys, and, and it just seems like it, the, the rush lanes are so different because even when they're bringing four, it just seems like the pocket is collapsing, right? And, and hands are getting up. I'm like, wow, they ain't blitzing nobody, and even when they do blitz. When it, when Schwartz comes with those a gap blitzes, which he did yesterday, which he did yesterday. I'm like, I, I, I don't. This, this is a jailbreak, bro. It's, I mean, I don't understand. It looks how, like it. How, how did you? How would you block that? I, you can't. Somebody's gonna come free. You know the word that, and, and, and you, you'll know this because you played the position. The word that I've heard used a lot by defensive uh, linemen that played in a strict, assignment-oriented defense like Joe Woods. Yeah. And then they went to somebody like Jim Schwartz. Was oh, it's so liberating. Yeah. It's I've just, always heard that word. Feel free. Liberating. And, and I'm going to ask a question that you guys might look at me funny. Was Jadavian Clowney onto something? He, well, he didn't want to play, so I refuse to listen. No, no, any, he didn't want to play he, because he, he had a real problem with the system and like, the defensive the, coordinator. The, the system, the, but by the way, the defensive coordinator ended up getting run up out of uh, here too. Dude, like, yeah. he, he was, he, uh, it, to me, I, 
And you know what? You know how I talk. Listen, I'm all for my. I had people coming up to A.G. Bush, man. You, you get a brother some some slack, man. <laughs> you getting a brother. You on you you on Joe Woods. I said, listen, I don't work for the NAACP. I don't work for the Rainbow <laughs> Coalition. I, he's a garbage. He's not good. He's not a coordinator. And people are like, hey, man, come on, man. You, he may never get another job. I said, well, look, bro, I'm sorry. I can only call like I see it. This man was uh, it was incompetent. How can you have Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett and you got these dudes out here playing like robots? You're not blitzing nobody. The defensive secondary don't know what's That's going on. That's why I on. ask you, was he onto something? He, he, they hated playing for that defense. Yes. They hated they hated it. And you know what happens? When when you know somebody is terrible and you're putting your time, energy, and effort into it, and you know that everybody knows he's incompetent when the head coach continues to trot him back out there. That's why we you, were advocating you, get rid of him third. You the lose respect and you don't want to play. Yeah. You, you, and like, that's where he was. Yeah, I he knows I've got so many snaps left in this body and I'm wasting every single play that I'm in there on a guy that everybody around us knows can't win. And now, he, took, he, he probably went about it the wrong way, but you said something earlier about maybe Cade York's, it's just wrong time. Wrong time. The whole team's good, not a good time to have a bad kicker. Maybe Jadavion Clowney, just the wrong time. It, it was The his, wrong coordinator and the wrong time. He was at the wrong part of his career to be sitting. He's sitting here thinking like, well, look, I'm taking one-year deals, doing this, this, that, and the third. Right. I have a, a problematic knee that swells up. I got to ramp myself up in conditioning and training and, 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 and treatment to get myself out there. And he's you got to think about it. He's not invested in them. They didn't draft him. He didn't play here five, six years right. and, and do what Miles Garrett does. So he's going to be way more vocal than Miles Garrett because Miles Garrett's like, yo, I'm the franchise player. I'm getting mine. I'm getting mine. They yeah. love me here. Could he's, you see Clowney being a factor in this Ravens yes. defense, which is already a good defense? Ravens yeah. always good. Yeah. yeah. To, to oh, your point God. about was Clowney on some, onto something? The answer is probably yes, but I think everyone was onto something. I mean, how, G. Bush had been saying Joe Woods is running the wrong defensive scheme with these Since players. Since 19. We talked about yeah, We talked about, we talked about in the preseason last year. <laughs> remember, we saw things in the preseason. We're yeah. like, oh, this they got to make a change. Somebody yeah. got I mean, they, If you look at the defensive line, first Brad and foremost. Sellers, or, <laughs> Brad wanted him fired, like, I think after one preseason game. <laughs> Let's go, you know, by, you know, defensive line, they were – seemed to be too constricted, not the freedom they needed and in the interior. Defensive, defensive backs were running into each other. Defensive backs, the communication. Look, they were playing, like, he's not my guy, he's your guy. They were playing zone like with guys who were it, better at man. But nobody we, acted on it. Well, that's my point. It's, JV and Clowney may have voiced it, and because he voiced it from inside the locker room, it got more credence, but let's not pretend that that was a massive revelation to the mm. people who talk about the Browns on a daily basis. We had, since the beginning of preseason, we knew. questioned, is this the right scheme for the players on the Browns roster? We, 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 knew it we saw right. it happen in front of our own eyes that it clearly wasn't, and there were no changes made from week one to week 18. None. That was the other and, thing and that, that was nuts. the most baffling part. So, in a way, I know it got him out of here, and it really tarnished his reputation in Cleveland. But he might have been Cl- right. Clowning. Hey, Don't shoot the messenger. Hey, like John Johnson might be able to play. He going back to the Rams. I mean, I, think about it. Troy, no, you're right. You're right. Troy Hill came Troy here. Troy Hill went back to the Rams and looked like the player uh, he was before he got here. Troy Hill, they gave up picks for this man and money and all kind of other stuff. And they like, yeah, we got to get. I'm like, bro, is it everybody or is it your defensive coordinator? Who is it? Yeah. He, all of them can't be garbage. Everybody terrible. Right. And we knew the talent. with Hill because he was the, he was the sample case. He had a body of work before he played under Joe Woods, 
Then he came to Joe Woods, and we were like, wow, this guy can't play football. Then he went back and was productive again. It, it just it, 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 He just didn't put people in the right position. And I'm looking at it like this. They found some diamonds in the rough because the Ronnie Hickman guy, he has three interceptions. He had another one last week. And, and, and isn't it so refreshing to see what happens when you're under pressure? And, and, and you actually got to make plays. You take the fight to somebody else for once. Yeah. Instead of taking a fight, right? They're I mean, the aggressive. They weren't the aggressor at any point last season. And in three preseason games, regardless of who's been on the field, the starters for one drive and half the starters, like Miles Garrett, didn't play. The threes and fours in the Hall of Famer and the twos and threes yesterday, they're the aggressor on defense. They are making the offense react to what they're doing. And it's so refreshing to see with the amount of talent they have in all three levels. But they're not winning. They're making their team react to them, not vice versa. Kelsey said it. He said from, from, from end to end. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Browns got some of the best players, some some of the best players in the league. The they, front seven they, is they, they, one of the best he's seen. He, he's seen, and and trust and he me, know, he has seen them. He this guy, I mean, these guys understand. And when I told him when Jim Schwartz, and he's a no nonsense guy, when Jim Schwartz is out there letting everybody wear jewelry, I seen the whole starting team on the field. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dang, they got the swag bag. They got, I'm they got like, the dang, swag I said, wow, everybody got a chain. We got we got five minutes, but I got to ask y'all about this particular player because he hasn't came up, but I'm pretty sure he's jumped out on film to us in the last couple games. Is Mo Hurst back? Maurice Hurst is out here balling. Can I say something? Keep rubbing your stomach, Mo Hurst. Toki, I got a sack. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, even Tommy got one. The the thing with Mo Hurst, ain't got no job, Tommy. Got no job, Tommy. (laughs) The thing with Mo Hurst is when he's been healthy, he's been really good. Mo Hurst looked good. He actually got to be healthy. Whenever he's played, but that's a good. He's been productive. That's a good pointer. He He just hasn't always stayed healthy. Yeah, yeah. And if he can stay healthy. That defensive line rotation They're gonna just gets come better at you and waves. better. And Mo Hurst, he's a second-round pick, I believe, and he only dropped to the second round because he had a yep. medical condition. Yep. And then it's, you know, like he missed. He's only played two games the last two seasons because yep. of health. But when that guy's been on the field, back to high school, college, even in the NFL. He's a force. He's been a disruptor. Yeah. And, and one more thing on uh, Dive. Is that We're going to say Diabati. Diabati. Diabetes is going to be, yeah. We, it's it's not Dive. It's, it's Diabati. He had the safety, the force fumble. The way that dude is relentless in his pursuit of the Look football. At that. Look at that. Regardless of where it is He's on the field. 6'4", 225. He's a physical freak, but it's the effort, too. Like, it's the little things. We talked about Jed Wills earlier, and sometimes he gives on plays. This was everywhere. This is the kind of guy that if he was playing against the Browns and Nick Chubb had an open burst and was going 70 yards downfield, the first player trying to catch him yeah. is going to be this guy. Yeah. And I, I, there's something about that that's... Uh, enticing. You think he's going to be in the and contagious? Lineup? Oh no, I, I, he's going to start. I, nah, he's starting. Over. Taki Taki is not even playing yet. He's not Taki Taki. Well, not going to be ready for four or five games. We're only starting two linebackers, so you got JOK and in, in a base package. They're they're going to come with Anthony Walker, JOK at the will, 
and you got this guy playing Sam linebacker on on starting off on rundowns. Now think about it like yeah, this: in passing situations, passing when they only situations have two linebackers two, on the field, they'll be off. Now listen, if Anthony Walker is not a one grade one cover guy, I like the way. Do you imagine the speed with him and JOK? Because JOK act like he want to understand and recognize and move around a little bit. It'd be the fastest linebacker tandem in football. I, have, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but I have to imagine those two. They, these, I mean, moving like that. I mean, the Browns have guys. Um, it, 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 Juan Thornhill back there. Uh, you, you got, and we haven't even seen Grant Dumper. That's so crazy. We haven't seen Grant. Think about this. We ain't seen <laughs> Greg Newsom ain't played a snap. Denzel Ward, Ward ain't played a snap. Delpit, Delpit ain't paid one snap. Walker, Taki, Taki, Miles Garrett. Half the starting lineup hasn't played a hasn't single snap. Hasn't touched the field. Yeah. It's insane. I, I, insane. I, shout out to uh, uh, Schwartz because I think his, this is probably one of the best defensive play, like Depth. He, depth. The he, depth he, is there. He talked about he talked about in one of his, his film um, sessions about how um, you know, Javon Kurtz changed his mind about certain things. He was like, look, I'm not about to have these dude container. Javon Kurtz can't be stopped anyway. And you know if you're a right-hand quarterback scrambling to your left, you can't even really throw the ball. So why have him contain? It's true. I said, There are some people, though, that don't like that philosophy. <laughs> hate it. <laughs> well, I'd say it's, sometimes you can give too much freedom, and yeah. there has to be some structure. And we're going to see. The Browns went from <laughs> we completely see. structured to the complete liberation and freedom of a defensive scheme. So, yeah. I got to imagine this There is a book out better. there that all offensive coordinators have on how to beat the Jim Schwartz defense. Oh, listen. Now, you got to execute it, Inside but zone, there's a blueprint. Draw and screen is, is going to be huge. That's exactly right. Draw That's and screen exactly is huge. Right. It's crazy. Like, it, if you're a draw and screen team, if you get the ball out quick to the receivers, tight end screen, all that shit, and then it makes you think because now they're running upfield, and now you got to have the defensive line coming back. Here's yeah. my ending thought of the day. When we take the field against Cincinnati, when you take into account what our kickers look like and how little we've seen all of our starters, there better not be any rust. No. Because if there's rust, their philosophy of getting players ready for the season is broken. Jimmy Donovan did say he expects them to play significant significant time against the City. I hope it's a half. And I hope that's enough to get them ready for the what most people believe is either the best or the second best team in the AFC. Because in three consecutive weeks they're going to see the yep. Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Bengals. Mm. So far, we're 0-0-1. <laughs> Hopefully, Bull is looking like that after the Bengals loss. That's a great we – need, we need to keep that. <laughs> Overtime is next. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you Monday. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.